helping you live well, stay well, while keeping pace with today's rapidly changing healthcare environment. That's Summit Medical Group. And now it's time for SMG Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Lung cancer is the second most common type of cancer in the United States, and it can be difficult to find in its early stages because it often has no symptoms until it has spread to other parts of the body. My guest today is Dr. Sarada Guru Bhagavatula. She specializes in hematology oncology at Summit Medical Group. Welcome to the show, Dr. G. Tell us about the state of lung cancer as it is now. Is it on the rise? Um, lung cancer is um, a, a devastating disease. It is on the rise. Um, it is... Uh, and a condition that affects mostly smokers and ex-smokers, but unfortunately there are many never-smokers who are also getting lung cancer, and it is the second most common um, cancer and the deadliest cancer of all cancers in the country. Besides smoking, are there any other risk factors for lung cancer? Is there a genetic component to it? Um, well, overwhelmingly, smoking is the most common cause of lung cancer, and that's been very well established. Um, in addition, there are some other risk factors that are less common but should be noted, such as radon exposure. So in, um, in homes, radon can be tested for, and radon can um, potentially lead to lung cancer. Um, asbestos can lead to lung cancer. There are um, There's evidence that Secondhand smoke exposure also is a risk factor for lung cancer. Um, the main thing that we tell people is that if they smoke, then to stop, to quit smoking, um, reduce your exposure to secondhand smoke if it's possible, get your home tested for radon. Um, in terms of genetic factors, there are, and we're just um, starting to explore those risk factors. Um, there's nothing really that's known or that can be tested for in terms of risk factor for lung cancer at this point. Is there a screening tool for lung cancer? There is, um, which is uh, you know fairly recent um, information that low dose cat low dose cat scans can be used in some patients to screen for lung cancer. There was a large study that looked at low dose CT uh, screening testing for patients who were between the ages of 55 and 74 who had had at least a 30-pack year smoking history. And what that means is that if they smoked a pack a day for 30 years, then that would be a 30-pack year history. And people who had that much uh, tobacco exposure were eligible for this study. So what primary care doctors are often doing now is having a discussion with their patients about whether or not um, it makes sense to do uh, CAT scan screening for patients who are at higher risk because of their smoking history. Is this something that insurance recognizes? Um, yes. Uh, in, in patients, again, with, um, with that kind of history, the cost of the CAT scan is about $300 um, to pay out of pocket, but, uh, but it, is, it is something that, um, that is becoming more and more um, common with patients who have uh, either who are continuing to smoke or are recent ex-smokers. If somebody is diagnosed with lung cancer, and hopefully early, are there treatments available? People think of lung cancer, and right away they think the worst thoughts. Speak about that a little bit, Dr. G. You're absolutely right. Unfortunately, lung cancer has a stigma about it, um, I think, on many fronts, one being that it is a smoking, it is associated with smoking, so it's like a considered a smoker's disease and therefore, you know, may not get as much attention as some of the other cancers. 
Um, in terms of treatment, there are absolutely, um, you know, very aggressive treatments that are available. If the cancer is detected at an early stage, then surgery is definitely the way to go if the patient is um, a candidate for surgery, meaning if the patient is strong enough, has good enough lung function to have surgery. Um, and even if it is detected at a more advanced stage, there are really um, very effective treatments that are now available. Um, there's chemotherapy, there's radiation. Often we discuss with our colleagues um, in radiation oncology and in thoracic surgery, what is the best treatment for this particular patient. Um, and often it's a combination of treatments. Um, we're, we're moving into also the era of personalized medicine. So we're checking for genetic mutations in that tumor that can, um, in fact, guide our treatment decisions so that we can make the treatments more targeted. And um, some of these drugs are oral, they're pills, not intravenous chemotherapy, and they're often much better tolerated than chemotherapy. So the treatments are really vast, and I would say that um, we are all much more optimistic now than we used to be when it comes to treating patients with lung cancer. If you're going through treatment with for lung cancer, this can be a really devastating diagnosis. What do you tell patients every day, Dr. G, about coping with some of those emotional side effects of dealing with lung cancer treatment? It's very hard, and you touch upon a very um, important topic because um, coping with a diagnosis such as lung cancer, even any cancer, can be really difficult for many, many patients. I would first off um, suggest, you know, go to a doctor that you trust and, um, you know, take their advice and, uh, you know, use your support system, use the resources around you, whether it be friends or family, to get the support that you need, whether it means getting a ride to an appointment or just having somebody to talk to. We have many um, support services available um, in terms of social workers and people who can really help with psychosocial counseling. Um, sometimes people even need to take medication for um, depression or anxiety, and I, you know, we fully support that and you know, really want to encourage patients to do whatever they need to do to get through the treatment. And then what about some of the things that people specifically with lung cancer go through, that stigma that you say that people say, well, you got this because you're a smoker, or, you know, those types of things and the family involved, what do you say to them? You know, we don't talk about the, you know, we don't talk about the fact that patients, you know, may have gotten this from smoking. I think that most patients already know that, and, um, you know, we try to encourage them to quit. We try to offer them support to quit um, if they are interested. Um, and it's not even, as I mentioned before, it's not even a disease that's restricted to smokers anymore. And probably about 15% or 20% of lung cancers now are happening in people who have never smoked. So we try to de-emphasize the, the um the stigma around it, because I don't really find that to be productive. We try to just focus on, you know, what's in front of us and and getting that patient the best possible treatment that they can have and moving forward. Dr. G, what's exciting in advancements in treatment for lung cancer? Are you using immunotherapy or targeted therapy? What are you doing? Give us some of the hopeful things. We absolutely are. This is really the future of lung cancer and probably all cancers is to move in the direction of personalized medicine where we try to um, 
really decode the cancer, try to figure out what it is that's driving that cancer for that particular patient. Not all lung cancers are the same, and we can't treat them that way. We have to try to figure out what it is that's driving the cancer, and then, you know, we are developing drugs that can target those specific genetic mutations that are driving that particular cancer. So that's what targeted therapy means. It means targeting the specific gene that is driving the cancer with often what is an oral drug, a pill that can be taken and that can be tolerated much better than chemotherapy. Immunotherapy is a whole another field that is just fascinating and it has really um, opened up a lot of opportunities in the treatment of lung cancer. We are using immunotherapy to treat our lung cancer patients. Um, and finding that um, it is extremely effective also in in certain patients. Um, And I think the idea of enhancing the body's immune system to fight the cancer is very appealing, not only to us as physicians, but to patients as well. So we're hoping to incorporate these kinds of treatments into um, our daily practice. So give us your best advice and wrap it up for us in just the last few minutes, if you would, Dr. G., explaining a little bit about lung cancer prevention, screening, and why listeners should come to Summit Medical Group for their care. Well, in terms of prevention, I think that the most important thing is to, if, if you are smoking, to quit smoking and find the resources around you. There are many um, in terms of quitting smoking. Talk to your primary care physician, um, whether it be a support group or um, medication, whatever it takes to quit smoking. Um, and uh, I think that's the most important thing. Avoid secondhand smoke. Um, in terms of screening, um, if you are a smoker or a recent ex-smoker and between the ages of 55 and 74 um, with a significant smoking history, I would talk to your primary care doctor about the possibility of a low-dose CT screening test um, to look for early lung cancers. Um, In terms of the treatment and the um, opportunities at Summit Medical Group, we have have a very uh, wide range of treatments available. We are up to date on the latest treatments. We We have a very, very active clinical trials program in conjunction with MD Anderson Cancer Center where we can collaborate with the physicians there and are hoping to offer more and more clinical trials with the latest treatments available to our patients. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're listening to SMG Radio, and for more information, you can go to summitmedicalgroup.com. That's summitmedicalgroup.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.